Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Coming to you live from the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio. Oaklawn, Arkansas's only casino resort. Now, here's Justin Eggery and Wes Moore on the Buzz Radio Network. 20% skill, 15% concentrated power of will, 5% pleasure, 50% Need his name up in lights. He just wants to be heard. Whether it's the beat of the mic, he feels so unlike everybody else alone. In spite of the fact that some people still think that they know, but no, he knows the code. It's not about the salary, it's all about reality and making some noise, making a story, making sure his click stays up. That means when he puts it down, Tox picking it up. Let's go. Who the hell is he anyway? He never really talks much. Never concerned with status, but still even in starstruck. Humble through opportunities given despite the fact. The Red White Report is brought to you by Big O Tires. With locations in Conway on Harkrider and in Cabot on Prospect Court. Big O Tires offers an endless selection of wheel and tire combinations. Big O Tires. They have everything you need to fit your budget and style. Uh, really, the only news out of the University of Arkansas yesterday was about uh, Mike Neighbors, head coach of the women's basketball team, already a member of the Women's Basketball Coaches Association. Well, yesterday he was named to the board of directors. He is now one of five NCAA Division One coach directors across the country and becomes the first Arkansas head coach to serve on the board. So congratulations to Coach Neighbors. I want to tell you about the countdown to kickoff. That is coming up. August 1st. What is that? That's Tuesday. That's right around the corner. Uh, we're going to be at the Hall. We've got a big uh, tribute to Ryan Mallett. We're going to preview the season. we got former players. we got current players coming. Big thanks to Gary Hill, MSS Oil, Gangster Museum of America, Corky's, Tito's, Oakline, Party Time Reynolds, Ortho, Arkansas. It's going to be a huge event. And today, remember, Free Fee Friday. If you want to get your tickets, go to the hall, buy them in person, and get your tickets today, free fee Friday. How I mean, much you, are the tickets? You can go online. You can go online and do all this stuff and pay a little extra and, and get yeah. that fee paid. So you'll, or, save it, you'll save the fee. Yes. Oh, that's a good idea. Just go to the hall, free fee Friday. Basic a, ticket is thirty. Yeah, I think it's it. Somebody was asking me that this morning. No, that's affordable. VIP seventy five, but yeah. Not sure how many of those are left. They've been going fast. Like hotcakes. Tom Murphy joins us now. He's on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Football is right around the corner. Tom, how are you? Hi, guys. I'm doing great, man. It's uh, that kind of the week before the week where, where we really get going. So I'm starting to get in that feel, you know? Yeah. Uh, we've got a couple of questions of the day the last two days. I want to throw at you first. Uh, today, we're talking about Athlon Sports had an article out. And it was what would make every uh, a good season for every SEC team. And they said for SEC, for Arkansas to keep KJ healthy, keep Rocket healthy, and pull off an upset or two. And they feel like Arkansas could go 7-5 and five and have a good year. What do you think makes this a good year for Arkansas? You know, that's a great question. I think 7-5 and five would probably be... Uh, slightly below the expectations of the fans um, because you do have one of the best quarterbacks and you do have one of the best ground games and a lot of the people, the key figures from that are coming back. Um, I would bump it up by at least one to say, you know, eight is a pretty good season. And I mean, the reason I say that is because if you reflect just on last year, you've got, you've got the four games that they lost that were about three or less points. I mean, Liberty, you know, what are they doing losing the Liberty? KJ was banged up. They didn't play very well. You know, a touchdown pass that was in Trey Knox's hands turned into an interception. You know, to me, that summed up what happened in the Liberty game. And then you get stopped on a two-point conversion. So you should win that game. Um, you know, the Missouri game, you're on the doorstep. You don't score. The A&M game, you have the freakish fumble return. And then the clock deal at the end, where I don't think Sam Pittman should have been using all his timeouts. Um, 
but uh, and, and then you lose yardage on the snap. I mean, just a series of things that cost you another game against A&M. So, I mean, at a minimum, regular season last year, they should have been 8-4. and four. So, a lot of the same people back. Um, and, you know, that was with a bad defense, all in all. It was not a very good defense. They sacked, had a bunch of sacks, but they gave up a ton of passing yardage. I have a feeling they're going to be a little bit better. They're still going to get burned on some deep plays because they're going to commit so many guys to the pass. I mean, to the, you know, to pressure. But um, I still think they're going to be a little bit better statistically. Um, so I think eight wins would be kind of the, like the minimal threshold for me to call it a good season. Not throwing in the LSU game. <clears throat> if KJ plays, they win that game in my mind. Well, yeah. You know what? I also think LSU played to the circumstances. They, they played to the cold. Yeah. Um, they played to the fact that KJ was not in the game. They kept their offensive game planning basically to not turn it over, and they did. And I tell you, I, I would have liked to see that game play out if the fumble recovery Arkansas had where they got it to second and goal from the one, if they score a touchdown and go up 10 to nothing, then LSU is going to probably have to be a little bit more you know, risk-taking on mm-hmm. offense. Yep. And then we'll see. But I, I also just felt like it was a manageable game. Harold Perkins was killing Arkansas, mm. and they, they just didn't go outside their comfort zone. Boy, Perkins is a star, isn't he? Good grief. Well... Y'all, in all the games I watched personally, there wasn't a defensive player who had their imprint on a game more than he did against Arkansas. And you can bet your sweet booty uh, they're going to have a game plan to protect against him this year. Mm-hmm. All right, Tom, uh, did, we, did you ever pull up the, Christian, the uh, results from yesterday's uh, poll question? Let me get them pulled up. Okay. Uh, Tom Murphy with us. Arkansas Why don't Democrat you just tell me the name of the movie you want to go see, Christian? <laughs> Tom, what is the first day of practice? Is that Thursday? Um, I think the first day is the fourth. I'm not sure what day of the week is that. Is that what's the day of the week on the, the fourth? Well, Tuesday's the first because yeah, that's so the Thursday. countdown to kickoff. Mm-hmm. So Friday is the fourth. Oh, Friday. Friday. I, yeah, so I think that's the first day of practice, or that might be the day they, re- they report, like, and then they start the next day. But somewhere in there. I think we're going to end up talking to Sam Pittman at some point next week. Our question yesterday was, what is the biggest swing game of the Arkansas football season? We listed Texas A&M, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, and Florida, because was it 24-7 sports yeah. had an article saying Florida was, and yeah. we disagreed. Well, I, I would wholeheartedly disagree with that because it's so late in the season. I mean, so much of your your what's going to happen with your team has already been dictated. I mean, that's a key game, and it's a game maybe Arkansas has a chance to win because Florida's schedule is so tough. And for them, the Arkansas game is like a little bit of a respite in their eyes in, in, a, in a really tough part of their schedule. Uh, I think A&M would classify more as swing for me because it's so early in the season. Was LSU on there as well? No, uh, no, not on our side. Well, see, to me, that's the first conference game, and that's that's you. I mean, it's a game they'll be a big underdog in. Yeah, I would put A and M more of the swing game because if chalk holds and you open three and zero at home and you lose on the road to LSU, you do not want to fall to zero and two in the conference with a loss to A and M. And I mean, there's going to be so much riding on that game. How well they can defend the Bobby Petrino system because they did not defend it well last year against. Sub, you know, like athletes that are not on par with what A&M's athletes are. And then Arkansas has so many chances to win that game and found ways to lose it, like last year. Uh, 87% of our voters agree with Texas A&M. Yeah, that's kind of why we did that poll, because we were like, I just, I don't think that's right, and I don't think what people around here are going to say either. Yeah, well, but, I mean, it's, it's just so pivotal. I mean, uh, and and if, then if you somehow beat LSU, if you upset them, then, you know, all eyes on them, like, hey, you should be beating A&M. And, and then, you know, what happens from there? But, yeah, that's such a big game. And there's so many tough games that come right behind, behind that. I know, it's, I know at Bama, at Ole Miss, <laughs> and like a Mississippi State home game are all right in there. And it's just such a difficult part of that schedule. Tom Murphy with us on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Of course, you can read Tom in the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Tom, what makes – we had a good call earlier in, in the day. Why do, why should we believe the defense is going to be better this year? Well, and you know, it's funny that you, you ask that because I think about that kind of thing a lot. It's, 
it's the hope every team has in the offseason that things are going to go well for you. You're going to be healthy. You know, and so every defense across the SEC has this imagination that things are going to be better. And I think from the Arkansas standpoint, um, you know, a fresh, you know, a fresh change with Travis Williams. The players really love to play for him. And, um, even though I don't think they have like an impact Drew Sanders guy for the edge right now, I do think the accumulation of their end, um, Landon Jackson, Zach Williams, uh, Deshaun Stewart, the new guys, Jeff Coe and Morgan and, and Nico Devalier, all those guys added up. I think they're going to get decent production at end. So I also, so, so I think the ability to pressure, much like last year when they set the school record for sacks, I think that's going to be there. And then, okay, how well do you cover on the backside of that? And I think they feel like between Snacks Johnson and, and Dwight McLaughlin, and then you start adding on Singletary and, you know, maybe Ladarius Bishop comes back and, you know, kind of fulfills the, the promise and the speed he has. And, you know, I, I know that the, the question of whether or not Quincy McAdoo is going to play will be coming up a lot the next week. But it, just say he's a healthy and he can play, well, then you've got a pretty good clutch corners. And so that's the – the flip side to it, how well can you cover? The safety play last year was subpar. I mean, bottom line, the safety play, like in coverage and in coming up and tackling, wasn't as good as it needed to be. So that's got to be upgraded. If they, if, they, if they upgrade a little at safety, they can cover on the back end, then they can be very creative in how they send their backers and what they do with their stunts to try to get the quarterbacks. But I don't think anything is guaranteed that they are going to be better. Uh, but Certainly, they can be not at the very bottom of the uh, passing yardage allowed in the country, which is where they were last year. <laughs> not in the SEC. <laughs> not in the South. <laughs> the country. That's depressing. Yeah, that was that was bad. The Kansas, the the Liberty Bowl, still nightmares of just them throwing it at will anywhere into wide open guys running free. Mm. That's a lasting memory you know, for a lot of people. It has to be. You know what's weird about a game like that is, as a media member, you're like, okay, you know, Arkansas's got this big lead. You know, I can start writing my story with relative assurance yeah. that they're going to win the game. And so you're trying to do that. And then, you know, the Matt Landers reverse, um, his elbow hit the ground, y'all. I, mean, I know. And, and it was just a bad call. And that would have sealed the game. There was like Over. three minutes left. Over. And, and, and so, so what results from that? is they get, rack up another 150 or so passing yards before the end of the game. Uh, they tie the game. Then you have then you have the, the bad call on the Quincy McAdoo targeting. That would have ended the game. I mean, it was, if, if Arkansas had lost that game, can you imagine oh. what the mindset of fans would have been throughout the entire offseason that we got screwed in a game and we lost it, a game that we had in hand, but they won it. I think um, we shouldn't have found ourselves in that situation to begin with, at least, though. No. It, but, it, it, it shouldn't have. Well, it, the game was over. Finished. You're right, Tom. The game was – I left the press box on the on the reverse. I, I mean, <laughs> it happened while I was in making that long trek down to the mm. field. And I get to the field, and there's this delay. And I'm like, what's going on? And I remember walking up to Steve Sullivan and Kyle Deckelbaum. And I'm like, what's going on? And they go, oh, there, there was a fumble, but it was clear. The elbow was down. They'll, they'll, they'll reverse it, and, and, and the game's going to be over. And then they show it on the jumbotron. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. I, I see. I see what's going on. And they come back and didn't reverse. I'm like, what's going on here? And then you start doing the math in your head, and you're like, well, they score yep. here, and then they go down, and they get the ball back, and they go down. And I said, this game may not be over yet. And sure enough, it yeah. played out just like I was thinking in my head what it would take to get the overtime. It was the ghost of Bielema. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah, it was, it, it was a 15-point game at that point, y'all. So they had to score, and of course, you don't go for two on the first one because you, you want to keep hope alive. And then they had to recover the onside, onside kick, kick, and they did. And Arkansas defenders, like they did, the, they did a poor job of like understanding their responsibilities. And I think I want to say that Sam Pittman said that with the personnel losses they had, they just didn't they just didn't train that up as you know go over it as much as they could have or should have, and it, and it cost them. It was a beautifully executed onside kick, and the Arkansas guys did the wrong thing, and they got it. Yep. But you know. We could sit here and talk about it in like kind of in a jovial way, but if Arkansas had lost that game, oh. the people would be irate. You got that right. Yeah. Tom Murphy with us on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Tom, I'm, I'm concerned about left tackle, right tackle. 
How big of a uh, concern is that for you? And, and you should be. Um, but I just, you know, I think if Sam Pittman was super concerned, we would have heard more of that the rest of spring. So there was that point. There was the first scrimmage that we didn't see where the feedback from that was the defensive ends ate. They feasted. And um, I can't remember, you know, you know, you know, Manuel would have been one of the tackles in that, in that scrimmage, uh, but Kudus was not. So they moved Kudus to right tackle, and things seemingly settled down. So you do have in the back of your mind, if the Arkansas DNs rip them up, you know, are people going to be able to scheme? Um, will, will the tackles need help? And all that kind of thing. But as the rest of spring went on, we didn't hear strong concerns that, you know, you know Manuel is not going to be agile enough or physical enough. Um, you know, they're going to be, you know, one side or the other. There'll be a decent pass, uh, pass protector, but not so good in the run. We didn't hear any of that. Um, and also, you know, they're develop, trying to develop other guys like Chambly and, you know, Crawford could, could play tackle as well. Um, and, you know, maybe Marion Harris could do that as well. But I think until we see them in game, you know, protect well and, and run block well, then there's going to be that, that cloud of doubt. And here's the thing. Sam Pittman is an offensive line guru, right? And he loves Cody Kennedy as his O-line coach. Well, all the recruiting they've done in his entire, you know, since he's been here, very few guys have hit the field. I mean, they were able to go from the carryover from the previous regime, like the Myron Cunninghams and the Ricky Strombergs, Dalton Wagners, Limmer and Latham. Those are the, the holdover guys. Mm-hmm. And so we're now just going to see, the, you know, the Pittman recruiting guys start to filter in. Um, you know, we saw a little bit in the bowl game with Harris. And, um, you know, some, up, some the entire class, you know, Jalen St. John and Ray Curry, and that class, you know, none of those guys are on campus anymore. So, you know, Pittman's reputation as an offensive line guru guy, it's time for, those, for his recruits here to start producing. Tom Murphy on the uh, Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. He joins us uh, every Friday. And uh, big thanks to the Arkansas Democrat Gazette and, and Tom for coming on with us. Tom, um, the the schedule is very odd with four straight road games. And I say A&M's a road game because you do have to travel for that game. You have to get on a jet and and fly there and you're away from home for that weekend. Have you ever seen a team have four straight road games like this? Um, not a major college team. Like when I covered Louisiana Tech back in the day, they probably had a few of those. But no, it's it's very difficult. And I would I would hazard a guess that no one in the SEC has a stretch that difficult. Um, I know that Florida's schedule is really hard, and South Carolina's because I've written about them in recent days. They have some tough schedules, but nothing like um, at LSU. You know, travel down to Arlington to play A and M, and then Bama and Ole Miss. I mean, that's that's basically the top of the SEC West, all in a row, hmm. none at home. Yeah. Very, very difficult. Yeah, if they can survive that gauntlet. And I know that'll be a, a, probably a question of the day when we get there. You know, what do you expect or what do you hope to go? To me, if if you can go – look, if you can even get one and three, go one and three, you would take it. But two and two would be awesome during that stretch. Absolutely. If you go two and two, then okay, man, wow, we survived a really difficult deal. One and three is like, okay, but man, 0 and 4, I mean, if you go 0 and 4, then at the best, you're 3 and 4 at that point. And then you're just, then you're trying to keep your head above water and make it to a bowl and stuff. And you just don't want to be in that position. Yeah. Uh, Because I do like the ending stretch. Um, you know, and uh, you know, if you can survive that gauntlet, take care of Mississippi State at home uh, before the bye week, then you get the bye and you play Florida the week after they're playing Georgia, I believe, and, and then you got the home games. They're on out, so I'd yeah. like that five game yeah. stretch if they can just survive those four. Yeah, that's why it's so critical. I mean, that that puts even further credence in your poll that A and M swing game. Yeah, it's just it's just such a huge game. Yep, got to survive. Tom, thanks. It was good to catch up with you. Have a good weekend. Always good. Man, the material is going to start cropping up really I know. well in the next couple of weeks. To talk about and next week we may have to move things around and talk to you in advance to try to figure out if you're at a press conference <laughs> or covering practice. You know? That's right. That's kind of That's exciting. Right. We'll get it worked out, though. We'll get it worked out because I want to talk to you guys. I love it. See you. See you, Tom.
We were talking about it last night. Last, uh, four weeks from tonight, it will be the first high school Friday night. Last night was four weeks from our first Thursday Fearless Live game of the week. Uh, we'll be in Hazen for that game, seeing the defending 2A champions. But, mm. yeah, high school football is a month away, four weeks away. Who's Hazen facing? Uh, oh, off the top of my head, I think it was Mariana. Okay. I think that's right. Um, but, yeah, a pretty cool schedule for Thursday night football, high school football. In the state of Arkansas, we always have those on uh, KRZCW uh, on our, our sister stations there uh, at Fox 16. Uh, I had a we got time the next uh soccer game somebody wrote in I'll have to it's dig Tuesday. it up Tuesday like at 2 a.m. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, it's it's a late one. Uh let's go ahead and take a break. We need to stay ahead of schedule because uh, we're we're packed this hour. Brian Edwards is coming up next. Uh he's a Gator guy. Uh so we got a couple of Florida Gator questions to ask him, but uh, we're going to uh, see about M- Bryce Mitchell's next fight, his opponent, what he thinks of that. And and Bryce or Brian has a couple of prop bets he wants to talk about. So if you're into uh, kind of the gambling thing and prop bets, you may want to listen to Brian Edwards. He's coming up next. And then Mickey Spagnola will head out to Oxnard, California to catch up on the Cowboys and what's going on at their training camp. Stick around. You're in the zone. That's heavy on my mind. Then I look at you. And the world's all right with me. Are you still on the sidelines? Then it's time you suit up and get in the game. Download Arkansas's favorite sports wagering app, Bet Saracen, today. This is Sports Center. In NFL news, Cincinnati quarterback Joe Burrow was carted off the practice field yesterday with a strained calf. He's thought to be fine, but this is the fourth straight preseason where Burrow has dealt with an injury issue. Dolphins cornerback Jalen Ramsey will undergo knee surgery for an injury sustained in practice. He was carted off the field for reportedly a meniscus injury. Miami acquired him from the Rams this March. In Major League Baseball, the Angels won both games of their doubleheader against the Tigers. In Game 1, Shohei Otani threw his first complete game shutout of his career, striking out eight and allowing just one hit. In Game 2, he went two for three at the plate, hitting two home runs. And the Arkansas Travelers fell to the Northwest Arkansas Naturals 3-1 to last night. They'll play again tonight at 7.05. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. Hey y'all, Dr. Grant Dennis here with the Specific Chiropractic Centers and Everbowl. Ever think to yourself, why does everything that tastes so good have to be so bad for me? Well, at Everbowl, we whip up tasty acai bowls and smoothies every day that are packed with antioxidants, fiber, and other naturally nutritious goodness to help fuel you throughout your day, and they are actually good for you. Our bowls are vegan, dairy-free, and good for your busy, active, and healthy lifestyle during these hot summer months. Hey, come swing in, cool off with Everbowl, mention Dr. Grant, and you'll get a special promotional offer in between the Pleasant Ridge Shopping Center in between Santo Coyote and Numa. Las Vegas and TV magician Jason Bird combines magic and clean comedy into one really good time Saturday, July 29th at 7 p.m. All at the Robinson Center Music Hall. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Brandon Moving and Storage has served Central Arkansas since 1965 and continues to provide professional service, local reliability, and community investment. We provide residential and commercial moves, local, national, and international service, commercial warehousing and distribution, unpacking services, and custom packing and crating. Let Central Arkansas's trusted Beacons agent help you with your next move. Brandon Moving and Storage. You make a move, we make it easy. Attention Saline County car owners who need a free car wash. Splash Car Wash is now open in Bryant, celebrating with free best washes all week long. You'll leave feeling amazing because your ride looks so good and you didn't spend a dime. Free car washes this week only at Splash Car Wash, Reynolds Road in Bryant. Greatness doesn't happen overnight. It takes time, focus, and dedication. At Shelter Insurance, we understand that because we've put in the hard work and dedication for decades. And that commitment has paid off with award-winning customer service for your auto, home, and life insurance. 
See Gary Elmore in Lone Oak, Todd Matthews in Benton, or Lawrence Forrester in Cabot today. Justin Angry for Guatney Chevrolet in Jacksonville. There's a lot of talk lately about artificial intelligence taking over everything, but one thing's for sure, you're never going to need AI to find the best deals on a new Chevy truck. All you have to do is get yourself to Guatney Chevrolet. Guatney hasn't been in business for 60-plus years by accident. Right now, they're offering up to $7,000 off of 23 Silverados. You couple that with a low rate of just 1.9%, and you, my friend, have got yourself a deal at one low location. My favorite dealership, my only dealership, Guatney Chevrolet. 2023 Equinox also available at that low, low rate of 1.9%. And how about no payments for the rest of the summer? I feel like that should come with like an echo. Rest of the summer. And if you're coming from Little Rock, you can avoid any traffic and construction by taking the Main Street exit in Jacksonville. It's all at one place. It's at Guatney Chevrolet. Find out more about all the things they have to offer, new and pre-owned vehicles, at GuatneyChevrolet.com. And again, no payments for the rest of the summer. Too good to be true? No, my friends. Just another day at Guatney Chevrolet. Go buy and see our friends in Jacksonville on the Gregory Street exit and take advantage of great financing, rebates, and no payments. Welcome back to the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio, home of the zone. We want to talk to you. Give us a call at 661-1037 or hit the guys on Twitter at JustinAcree7 at Wes underscore more or at CWeaver1037. Now, let's get back into the zone. We'll go straight to moving a storage hotline. Bring in Brian Edwards, Vegas Insider. He joins us now on the brand of moving a storage hotline. What's up, man? How are you? Doing great, Wes. Thanks for having me. Man, I saw your tweet yesterday about Bryce Mitchell. Got super excited, but you know, uh, I'm like a lot of people here. We uh, we follow Bryce, but we don't know a whole lot about his opponent. What did you think about this matchup? So it's your classic, you know, grappler versus striker matchup. Obviously, Bryce's, uh, you know, his bread and butter is getting guys off the ground, controlling them with his wrestling, grappling, and um, and working for uh, submissions. Uh, Ige is so he's a shorter guy. Um, he's, a, he's a pretty small guy. He's only five seven. Uh, he's got a seventy one inch reach, but he is. Super duper fast. At one point in his career, from 2018 to 2020, he had won six fights in a row. But really, only uh, the last two were the, the last two of the six fight winning streaks were really the only like name guys, and they were both split decisions. In fact, the one against Barbosa um, was that second event during the pandemic over in Jacksonville, and I had Barbosa, and it's one of the worst bad beats I've ever had. Like, all the media guys scored the fight for Barbosa, but Ige got the split decision uh, win. But since then, uh, he's only three and four. He was in a one and four slot. He's won back-to-back fights, but neither uh, guy was ranked. Um, if I'm remembering correctly, I believe Ige is ranked uh Thirteenth right now in the 145 pound featherweight division, and I believe Bryce is at 12. So it's just going to be a matter of Ige will have the advantage in speed and looking the fight is standing, uh, and it will it will be difficult for Bryce to get a hold of him. But when and if he does, Bryce will absolutely dominate him on the ground. But you know Ige's speed and his you know fast striking on the uh, on the feet. You know, could be an issue. Nevertheless, I still the odds aren't out yet, or I have not seen any yet. Um, but I would think Bryce will be not a huge favorite. I would probably say around minus one fifty or so. That's my guess. Now maybe he will be a lot more favored, or maybe it'll you know it'll be a tighter line closer to a uh, a pick But I would think Bryce will be about minus one fifty. So you'd want if that's the case, you'd have to risk one fifty to win a hundred. Who do you like? Um, I like Bryce in this matchup. If the, you know, if the price is right at minus one fifty or cheaper, I would probably like Bryce. Now, if it were minus one eighty or minus two hundred, I would probably be looking to include Bryce in a parlay with another fighter. But I would not be willing to risk two hundred, you know, just to win one hundred if he's a minus two hundred favorite. So I, I think Bryce should be slightly favored. Uh, around minus 150. So if he's more than that, I would probably just include him in a parlay, um, assuming it's not even more than minus 200. Uh, but at minus 150 or cheaper, 
I, I would probably be looking to play Price. If Price is an underdog, I'd probably be looking to play Price, you know, pretty, you know, fairly aggressively. Got Brian Edwards with us, VegasInsider.com. Any other – let's go to football real quick. Uh, We talked to you a couple weeks ago. You gave us a couple of plays. Anything new that's kind of got your attention? Yeah, so I'm going to go with Oklahoma State over six-and-a-half wins. Now, for those that hear me say that, that aren't very high on Oklahoma State this year, I get it. I'm not really that high on their overall roster. I don't think this is a a typical – Gundy team in terms of talent, but with the season win totals, and this one's over, this one's only six and a half. Um, season win totals, the, the schedule is more than half the battle, uh, in my opinion. And uh, the Cowboys avoid Texas, they avoid TCU, they avoid Baylor on the schedule, and they get all four of the new Big 12 teams, being BYU and Cincinnati, who they both get at home, and they are at UCF and at Houston. Um, they've got Kansas at home. They've got Central Arkansas at home. Now, South Alabama in week three at home could be a tricky non-con home game. In fact, I don't think Oklahoma State will be a double-digit favorite in that one. Uh, I would probably make the line around seven right now. But you look at their road games, I think they're all winnable. I'm not saying they're going to win them all, but at Arizona State, which is in rebuild mode, at Iowa State, which you know is off a bad year, at West Virginia, Neil Brown on one of the biggest hot seats in the country, and like I mentioned, at UCF, and at Houston. And last thing on this, Mike Gundy has won at least seven regular season games every season except for one since 2008. The only year they didn't win at least seven, which is all we got to get to here, uh, was 2014 when they started five and one, but then they lost five in a row. Um, and four of those uh, five losses were ranked teams. So just with one exception, at least seven every season since 2008. Brian Edwards with us. Brian, we were talking in a break. We haven't talked about it on air yet, but if Texas goes to Alabama and gets just handled, you know, beaten down, the Big 12 is so weak, and I see why they're picked to win the Big 12. They can run the table. Is there is there a chance 11-1 Texas with that one loss being badly to Alabama would get so little respect they could get left out? Well, uh, I, you know, I think a factor, well, obviously a factor would be, you know, uh, does the Ohio State-Michigan loser have that same record? And then it also might come down to if Texas is 11-1, and one, who are they playing in the Big 12 championship game and what's their record? Like, let's say Oklahoma's the second-best team and that's who they play in the Big 12 title game, but Oklahoma State only goes 8-4, and four, whereas let's say a Wisconsin goes, Ten and two, and that's who the uh, you know Michigan Ohio State winner. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it just kind of depends on a lot of things. Uh, it, it, for Texas, uh, and then obviously they would want Alabama to have a monster season if that's their only loss. How big of a season does Alabama have? And then you know who, who's their Big Twelve championship game opponent? Are they eight and four or are they ten and two? Uh, you know, so it just kind of depends on a lot of variables. But I would. I would like Texas's chances. I think they would obviously take eleven and one, or you know, twelve and one, doing the Big Twelve championship game, the only loss at Bama. Um, and I would like their chances, assuming Alabama wins, you know, goes at least ten and two. If Alabama would only go nine and three, eight and four, that would hurt their chances. And then if you know their Big Twelve championship game opponent is only eight and four instead of ten and two. That would hurt their chance. Yeah, way too many factors for me to be thinking about that yeah. this far ahead. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> hey, um, hey, Texas hasn't won 10 games in a regular season since 2009. Yeah. So they should this year. I mean, they uh, they are easily the most talented team in that conference. Hey, talk to us about Florida, because that, that's a big game for Arkansas coming up uh, towards the end of the season. Uh, uh, they'll go on the road. They've never won in the Swamp, 0-5, but... Arkansas is coming off of a bye that week, and I know Florida has a huge game before they play Arkansas. Uh, what what are the Gators going to look like this year? Um, I have never had – I've been going to the Swamp since 81 and following this team religiously since, the, uh, since 1980, and I've never had lower expectations in my lifetime. I've never known the quarterback room to be this bad. I mean, even those years where Treon Harris – there were two years Treon Harris played quarterback most of the way. 
I mean, we had Driscoll at the beginning of one of those seasons, and we had Will Greer at the beginning of one of those seasons. I've never gone into a year with a quarterback room, you know, so dreadful. Only three scholarship quarterbacks. The third-string guy's never taken a snap. The second-string guys only started one game, and the Gators scored three points. Now, that wasn't all on him, but um, and it's like you just noted, it's a perfect, you know, situational spot, if you will, for Arkansas having two weeks to prepare Florida in the natural letdown situation uh, coming off the Georgia game. And in, on November 4th, you're not dealing with the normal heat you would be mm. dealing with uh, in Gainesville, especially if it's a night game. So I think the the spot sets up beautiful, beautifully for Arkansas. Um, and right now, you know, I would probably say it's a, a coin flip game. If it was pick them and I had a gun to my head, I had to bet it, I'd probably bet Arkansas right now. I think Florida – goes anywhere between four and eight and like you know seven and five is probably their ceiling um you know if they were to clip tennessee or fsu at home and tennessee has lost nine in a row in the swamp um maybe you know maybe they get eight and four if some of the coin flip games go their way but like i don't think they win at south carolina and south carolina's got two weeks to prepare for that game as well and i don't know that they went at missouri either so um, it's going to be a rough one for my Gators. If it is a rough one and a bad one for Billy Napier, is he in trouble? Well, I mean, right now he's got the number three recruiting class in the country for 2024, and after year two, his buyout is $32 million. So he will be in trouble with the fans, I know. But, I, you know, unless the AD gets fired, which I am a strong uh, fan of that happening. Unless the AD gets fired, I, I really can't see. It. I mean, unless it's just three and nine, um, and nobody and like nobody is in the stands. You know, if, empty bleachers. Um, empty bleachers have a quick way of, of of making buyouts seem a lot less than they really are. Because if you're not selling tickets, and uh, the whole business, you know, the businesses and the bars and the restaurants aren't doing good in Gainesville on home football weekends. Um, that can make that $32 million seem a lot less. But uh, I, I'm pretty sure he gets to t- 2024, especially if the recruiting class stays intact. Great to catch up with you. Brian, thank you for your Thanks. time. Thanks, Wes. Y'all have a great weekend. We'll talk to you soon. Brian Edwards, VegasInsider.com, joining us on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. When we come back, we're going straight back to the hotline. Mickey Spagnola will join us from Cowboys Camp in Oxnard, California. We'll see what's been going on with the Cowboys the first couple of days of practice. Stick around. You're in the zone. Bell and Sword and Conway has moved to a new larger location. Hi, this is Joseph Pena of the Arkansas basketball team. Bell and Sword is now located at 1011 Oak Street, a larger selection of everything for men. A Martin Dingman store within a store. More shoes and belts. More of your favorites. Peter Millar, Johnny O, Stacks, Mizzen and Main, and remember, a tailor on staff. Bell and Sword, 1011 Oak Street, Conway, on Facebook and Instagram. This is Pat Bradley for Brewskies. Brewskies is the spot for lunch downtown. Burgers, wings, sandwiches, loaded fries, and healthy options like wraps and salads. Prepared from scratch daily and made hot and fresh to order. Happy hour starts at 11 a.m. and those drink specials go with everything on the menu. Brewskies, you're home for lunch, happy hour, and late night. Pub Pool Trivia just added to Fridays at 7 p.m. with karaoke and J.J. Wilson, the DJ, from 9 p.m. till close tonight at Brewskies. You're home for lunch, happy hour, and late night. Stacks Commercial Truck and Trailer has five service trucks available providing you on-site service to get you back on the road. If that doesn't do it, Stacked has a new state-of-the-art 13-bay shop for service and repair on all Class A trucks, trailers, RVs, light and medium-duty commercial vehicles, tires, brakes, AC, engine repair, transmissions, differentials, and driveline repair. Stacked Commercial Truck and Trailer Repair. Get stacked two miles off 530 exit 34 in Whitehall. 
Texting enrolls you into reoccurring automated text messages. Consent not required to purchase. Message and data rates may apply. Hey, Dan, how you doing? Haven't seen you around the gym. Yeah, I've really fallen off. Since I turned 40, I just don't get the results I used to get. Could be a lower testosterone. I went through it a while back. I got Nugenics Total T, and it's made a huge difference for me. I've seen that on TV. Is it for real? Oh, yeah. The patented key ingredient is something called Testafin, which helps boost free and total testosterone levels to help you trim up and stay lean. And it's made a difference for you? Man, I feel like I'm in my 20s again. At work, in the gym, and in the bedroom. Are they still giving out complimentary bottles for people to try it for themselves? Yeah, you just need to send them a text. Text JUDGE to 321321 right now for your complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea. Plus, text now and we'll include a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, our most powerful fat incinerator ever, to help you get back into shape fast, absolutely free. Text J-U-D-G-E to 321321. That's JUDGE to 321321. Products and statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease or illness. Hey folks, it's Joey and Ryan here. What's up? It's summertime. Hey, we got some great Jeep incentives going on right now. 2.9% financing, rebates, discounts on Jeep Grand Cherokee on select models. We've got 1.9 incentivized rate plus $4,000 rebate. So for all you new Ram, Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, make that beautiful drive to Heber Springs during the Make This the Summer event. Or check us out on the web at RedRiverDodge.com or Red River. We deliver. God bless the Zone in the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio is back. Oaklawn, Arkansas's only casino resort. Now, let's see what Justin Acri and Wes Moore have to say on the Buzz Radio Network. It's a human Great time to buy a vehicle at Guatney Chevrolet. If you're looking for a truck, Silverado's the thing to do right now. Right now, for the Silverado at Guatney Chevrolet, up to $7,000 off the new 2023 Silverado. And you get 1.9% financing on that Silverado uh, when you go through GM and you're a well-qualified buyer. And on top of that, James Miller just told us they're giving a $2,500 trade-in trade allowance. Normally, it's $1,500. But they want to move these Silverados, so they're throwing an extra $1,000 in there. $2,500 trade-in allowance. Big things at Guatney Chevrolet. Go to the website, guatneychevrolet.com. Take a look at the inventory. You can see all the deals that they have right now, like 1.9% financing on a 2023 Equinox. It's all happening right now at the Gregory Street exit in Jacksonville. It's Guatney Chevrolet. We'll head to the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline, bring in Mickey Spagnola, DallasCowboys.com. Mickey, welcome to the show. How is Oxnard, California? Beautiful. Another Chamber of Commerce this morning, by the way. Yeah, we were just talking about that. Uh, Pigskin's here with me, the Pigskin Preacher, and he said, didn't they used to train in, in Texas? I was like, yeah, they were, for a while they were in Wichita Falls in San Antonio, and uh, the heat was so bad and miserable. They they, they got smart and went to Oxnard, California. <laughs> this is about as ideal as it can be. It's probably about 70 degrees this mm. morning, perfectly blue sky, no wind, uh, no humidity. Uh, yeah, this, this, this is the bomb here. If anybody wants to come and visit and join us at training camp, I'll tell you what, can't when, beat this weather. When's the last time it's 70 and in texas <laughs> well let's put it this way the next time it'll be 70 in texas will be october <laughs> maybe maybe <laughs> mickey what's uh what's been the biggest development in camp so far well uh you know when they're practicing uh the way they have to by the cba no pads i mean this is no different than maybe uh, a mini camp practice or an OTA practice. So uh, no contact, helmet, jersey, shorts. Uh, so it's really hard to get a, a, just a, a good read on, you know, what's going on. Uh, I mean, you can notice a couple of things. Brandon Cook still can run and run fast, by the way. I don't know if you can overthrow the guy. Uh, you know, unfortunately, uh, Donovan Wilson, uh, strained a calf muscle uh, in its high, kind of almost behind uh, the knee where the muscle attaches, uh, and it looks like he's going to be out at least two to four weeks. And so, uh, you know, that hurts. That's your leading tackler from last year, by the way. 
so not having him through probably the majority of training camp, uh, not a good thing. They've got a couple other, you know, early nicks and bruises. But uh, other than that, uh, I think from Mike McCarthy's standpoint, uh, it just looks like, and they're doing mostly review stuff now, that uh, they, they might be, uh, you know, nicely organized. Uh, seem to know their assignments. I don't see a lot of uh, assignment busts out there, uh, so that's a good thing. We'll get a better idea on Monday when they put the pads on and actually have somewhat of a real practice uh, in training camp. Does the offense look any different? I haven't seen anything to to uh, show up uh, differently that you would say, oh, look what they're doing here or look what they're doing there or this offense is more horizontal than vertical. Uh, again, uh, they're running plays, and they really haven't changed that much. And why would they? I mean, you know, I understand what happened last year. You know, you you don't you don't only score 12 points in that playoff loss uh, to San Francisco, and it kind of clouds everything that happened all season long. But if you look at the te- the first 10 games after Dak returned from his injury. Uh, this team was averaging 35 points a game. So I don't know that it's got to be a lot of lot different. Uh, it better be as good in, in my books. And, you know, for the season, uh, you know, they, the opening game, they didn't score. The last game, they didn't score. Uh, but other than that, this offense was pretty good. So as Cooper Rush told me one day during the off season, you know, uh, th- there's no sense thinking we got to – throw everything out and start over. We were pretty good, and, and they were. How's Tony Pollard look? Uh, he's moving well. Uh, for a guy coming off the injury uh, that he had, now they're going to be very cautious with him. You know, you're not trying to win a Super Bowl on July 28th, but he's been able to take part in the non-contact 11-on-11 that they've had so far. They they. They backed off a little yesterday. That was the plan. Let's not overdo it with him and Terrence Steele. They don't need to be out there for every snap. Uh, and then I would imagine they'll be very careful those first couple days in pads, although they don't tackle the running back. I'm sure it'll be hands-off, uh, just like the quarterback. So, uh, But the, he seems to have his lateral uh, ability back. Uh, and, and Terrence Steele looked good, too, but they just don't want to overdo it too early in training camp. Mickey Spagnola with us on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. You can read his stuff on DallasCowboys.com. I can't remember who it was, Mickey, but I saw a tweet yesterday from somebody covering camp said that a free agent wide receiver has been turning heads in camp, showing speed and catching balls, everything thrown his way. Do you know who I'm talking about? Um. Uh, Maybe Jalen Brooks, South Carolina, um, and, and hopefully they didn't confuse him with Dennis Houston because uh, he's looked good. And if you remember last year, uh, he ended up being uh, the number two wide receiver when they started yeah. the season. Uh, he, he beat out uh, Jalen Tolbert, uh, and then he ended up on the practice squad. But he's gotten off to a good start, too. Now, he's a He's a one, uh, but, you know, he was a free agent, so I don't know if they confused him uh, with that guy or if there was another guy that caught their caught their eye. But, again, in these, you know, from wide receivers, when you're in no jeopardy of getting hit going over the middle, catching a pass, uh, you could be a lot more brave than you are when you know that's going to happen. So let's wait till the pads come on before we get carried away on anybody. I just saw an update. Kelvin Joseph, what's going on with him? He they uh, during the off season, uh, they kind of moved him to a slot corner instead of an outside corner. Uh, they're trying to find a way for him uh, to to. I mean, the guy's got so much ability. You guys, he's fast. He's got great you know uh, ability to turn and run and and catch up if he's beat. You just got to understand what what he's supposed to do and be able to better read what the wide receiver's doing. So uh, that's where he's at right now. So they're using him uh, in the slot. 
Okay. I, I just saw a headline and it said that they are predicted to cut him after a disappointing start, but then it was heavy.com, and I don't know what heavy.com is. So, um, Yeah, uh, you better be careful yeah. on that one. Yeah. Heavy.com. Yeah. Oh, I clicked on it, and, and it wouldn't even let me open it. And I guarantee you they're not here either, right? Yeah. I don't think heavy.com gets a credential. No, they don't. Uh, Deuce Vaughn, what do you think of Deuce? Uh, just what we saw at K-State so far, uh, pretty shifty. Uh, got a lot of speed, but again, it's a running back, and they're not tackling. So uh, let's wait till at least they got pads on where they can at least bump them up. But I think they're trying to find uh, an op- kind of a role for him somewhere uh, in, in in this offense. Now, again, a lot of this has to do with these other running backs and uh, special teams. You know, what can you what can you do on special teams because. Uh, you know, a guy like that, you figure, well, you know, is he going to get five touches a game? Well, you've got to do something else to be active. Uh, so, uh, but, you know, he looks good. He's shifty. Uh, he sees the holes really well. Same stuff we saw at K-State. Uh, but he's small. He's small. <laughs> you know, I can look him eye to eye when I talk to him. And that's not a good thing for a football player, right? <laughs> You better be quick and shifty. <laughs> yeah, right. And, and, and he was. And you know what? And, and the thing that I think people need to know about him is, you know, he's not totally a gadget player because uh, at, uh, you know, K-State, he ran between the tackles. Mm-hmm. And we've seen him when he's gotten some opportunities in the 11-on-11 here that the, the play call is between the tackles, and he hits the hole, and he sees it. I don't think they see him, but he certainly sees the hole. Has anyone, you know, when they talk about the eye test and anybody that's kind of changed physically or looked better physically or, or maybe on the negative side doesn't look as good as they should? Yeah, I think that one of the guys that stood out to me uh, was Sam Williams. Uh, you know, a lot of times these guys, when uh, they suddenly become full-time uh, football players, especially in the off offseason, uh, they do a better job in the weight room, uh, conditioning, and... Uh, and he looked like he, he, he looked stronger. And he was strong last year, uh, but I, I think uh, he looked strong. I'll tell you another guy that kind of repositioned some of his weight was Terrence Steele. Uh, I think during his rehab coming back from the torn ACL, he was talking about how he changed his diet and uh, didn't lose weight but kind of repositioned it. And, uh, and he looks... Uh, he looks like a, a NFL right tackle for sure, not a sloppy guy out there. So that one kind of stood out to me. Um, other than that, again, uh, you know, I, I always hate to make uh, premature judgments when they don't have pads on. Yeah. Mickey, uh, i got a Michigan man here with me. we got about 20 seconds. Mozzie Smith. I saw some video of him yesterday. He looked, he looked impressive. He eats up blockers. Now, who was that? I'm sorry. Michigan, Mozzie Smith. Oh, Mozzie, oh, they've got him working with the first-team defense. That's how they've had him lined up uh, with Osa Odigizua at the defensive tackle. Uh, and, uh, you know, a lot of times with rookies, they they, they kind of let them take their turn so they have deference to veterans. Not the case here. They've put him out there uh, right away with the first team, and yes, he does look good. He does look powerful. And one look that I've seen is Mozzie Smith lining up to Jonathan Hankins. And those guys are pretty wide, and they take up a lot of room in the middle of that defensive line. Mickey, thank you. we got to go. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Anytime. Hour number three is coming up next. Roger Scott for Alcoa Community Federal Credit Union and their summer auto loan special. Do not let the summer pass you by without going out on the lake or spending some time with the family, picnicking or camping, or taking advantage of only 2.49% interest.